there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Always follow the money. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSEN. We live, baby. Welcome in. Mitch Moss, Polly Howard, live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Huge show coming up over the next three hours. First of all, happy opening day. We will get into plenty of Major League Baseball throughout today's program. Also, Nigel Seeley, best soccer bets for the weekend coming up in 45 minutes. Uh, I would say he's arguably the best play-by-play guy in any sport. Hey, yo. In an hour and 45 minutes, Ian Eagle on the show and uh, Mike Palm. So much to get into with the maestro in studio from Circus Sports in two hours. Paulie, very excited. Aren't you today? Yes. This is great. Yes. So, uh, I love... All the changes they've made. I agree with Jeff Passan. It's one of the biggest and best things to happen to baseball. I expect more singles, stolen bases, runs, and they should shave 25 minutes off each game. I can't 25 wa- minutes. Yeah, I can't wait to watch now that the regular season is here today to find out what it's going to look like. And mm-hmm. I'm going to plant myself right here at Circa early on for the two games that start at 10-10 Pacific time out here. I'm going to pay attention very closely to uh, like the Yankees and Giants right away today uh-huh. with uh, Cole and Webb. And I want to see how both those guys are operating on the mound and how exactly, you know, how fast we're going, base dealers when they get on. Are they going to be looking to go right away? I'm very intrigued by how this is going to go right. out of the gate. So we'll break down a lot of today's card, maybe more future bets that we made uh, as well. But, Paulie, we, we do need to point out a couple of things here. And, like, I mean, we've been talking about this a lot lately you know, the NFL, we, yesterday we started the show by they're embracing sportsbooks even more. They're going to have game day sportsbooks open at certain stadiums across the country this upcoming season. And we've gotten into the integrity of the NBA this year and how difficult it is to bet the sport because you don't know anything about the um, status of these players going into the games. Well, we have at least two more prime examples from last night where the sport must do something. And quite frankly... Oh. I cannot wait until the playoffs are here so we can put this regular season in the rear view and stop the, the madness with this. It, this shouldn't be happening, period, let no. alone with a week and a half left in the season. Cannot happen. And you wanted your hand out for an integrity fee. Yeah. Lunacy. Okay. What transpired in the Memphis game, you're gonna, you, were, you were shocked and appalled with what, what Doc Rivers said. I mean, you're exactly right, though, with the shenanigans in the NBA. This came out approximately, not, think about this for a second, 90 minutes before tip-off last night in a really big game. Sixers, Mavericks, bigger for the Mavericks than the Sixers, uh, Sixers I would say, but it's a big game for both teams, right? Like A, a reporter had this from NBC Philly. Again, at 2.47 Pacific time. The game started at 4.30 out here. Doc Rivers told the media he thinks James Harden and Joel Embiid will play tonight, but he's not sure. And he noted that Harden worked out yesterday on his own. He's un- he thinks unsure 90 minutes before tip. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Um, but that's not... So that's where it kind of ended. That was the second one that I noticed. And around the same time... Well, in the past, we've also <clears throat> seen Embiid go from questionable to doubtful, and then he plays. Yeah. And then what happened with LeBron last week? Out, doubtful, questionable, he plays. Right, When right. he's ruled out two days prior before the game. And I think the Sixers moved up yeah. to, what, six-point favorites yeah. in the game last night? Yeah. And there's another example again. This is, uh, let's see here, 90 minutes again before tip-off in the Grizzlies-Clippers game. The line moved from Grizzlies because of it's getting announced now, players who are going to be in, players who are going to be out, and a bunch of guys sat last night for both teams. But that that game went from the yep. Grizzlies, a four-and-a-half-point favorite, all the way to a three-point dog, and back to a two-point favorite, which is where it closed. Again, tip-off's right around the corner. That's not as bad as Philly, because those guys are in the arena four or five hours before the game. I mean, they're sitting around. I mean, what do you mean you don't, you don't know if they're going to play? When we're an hour before tip, Doc. But this was, okay, Memphis is, is not going to play Jones, Jackson, and Bain. So then you saw the movement, and L.A. becomes a three-point favorite, and then Kawhi's ruled out because of personal reasons. Yeah. So then it comes back the other way, and Memphis goes off a two-point favorite, and Westbrook plays well, under money as well, never had a chance. And yeah. the Clippers, in a game they had to have, score 141 and get the road win. A game that they had to have, and because of personal reasons, I don't know what it was, so I hope it's nothing like serious, Kawhi sat out and missed the game. Mm-hmm. Okay, so again, I cannot wait until this. I guess who wants this? If you're yeah. if you're like a daily fantasy player, and we unfortunately cannot play daily fantasy out here in Nevada, how difficult is is it for you to get? A, you got to pay attention to this stuff leading up to tip off, and it's it's certainly that way in the betting market as well. Trying to get a read on what you want. Imagine having like yesterday, if we said I like this, 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 and this. How can we do that? How? Yeah, yep. it's totally. It's not. It's a disservice, I think, to the audience to yep. say to have strong conviction on an NBA game this early in the morning. Because we don't know this can happen. It does happen every single night. Exactly right. The other it's thing, ludicrous. how do you how do you evaluate a team that's blatantly tanking as well? I mean, look what Portland's doing. They they got housed again, but that line went from twelve and a half to fifteen. Yeah. The Kings won by thirty <laughs> in that game, and they play again Friday tomorrow night. That's right. Yeah, but I mean, Portland's sitting everybody, and it's it's been what they've lost thirteen or fourteen, whatever. Yeah. And you just see what these point spreads are. I mean, it's a 15-point road favorite. Yeah, they, they won by 40, actually. For, oh, sorry. It yeah, was four, really, my fault. Yeah, 40. 120 right. to 80. It was actually tight at halftime. And then they wrap up the uh, the playoff sport. More on that coming up. But that, that's another thing as well. And then, and then what, uh, what Indiana's doing. They're sitting everybody as well. And like, I don't want to say mockery, but it was hilarious how Milwaukee played the game. Two guys were shooting the ball. Holiday and Freak, and they combined for almost 100 points. And that game went over the total two minutes into the fourth quarter. How about that? Mm-hmm. But you look at the box score, Holiday shot it's... 30 times, Freak shot 18. They combined for 89 points. It's crazy, Paul. No, uh, uh, Lopez was the only other guy who bothered to shoot. It was like, okay, let's just see how many. It's like, Costanza, how many shrimp can I get in my mouth? Yeah. It's like, how many shots can just two guys take for an entire NBA game? And that's what the Bucks did, and they won, and they covered. And now they play tonight against the Celtics. Here's this, you have circled this. This so, is your game. So the Bucks couldn't yeah. really, they couldn't put the Pacers away last night. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. So, like, well, they, they sat played, people, too. You know, Middleton <clears throat> didn't play, but sure, right. But all those guys you just mentioned, they all played more than 30 minutes. And now they come back off this uh, road trip to play at home tonight against Boston. But look at this. Holiday at 51. Freak had 38-17-12. And, and Lopez went for uh, 21, 8, and 3 blocks. They won the game by 11, uh, 13. But they, so they struggled against uh, Indiana. But who's going to beat this team? Who's beating this team in the Eastern Conference? I don't like what I'm watching with Boston. So I, I don't think, I think Milwaukee's going to win the whole thing. Who they play in the finals, what, I don't know. But which, which team would you give the best chance to beat Milwaukee in the Eastern Conference? Philadelphia? Yeah, and then Cleveland. And then Boston. You As of right f- now. Wow. Right now. Something happened. When they blew that 28-point lead to Brooklyn, something yeah. happened. Yeah. And I don't know if you know, Jalen Brown wants out or what's going on there, the coaching issues and not trusting uh, White and other key guys in reserves. Uh, I, I don't know. But it's, it's, there's a lot going wrong with Boston right now. But certainly Milwaukee appears to be a freight train. And the other thing, it's a great story. Congrats to the Kings. I know people who have been with that organization a long time were getting emotional and crying. Uh, they ended the longest playoff drought of the four major sports. They make the playoffs. 
They can wrap up the division, hopefully by Friday, and then um, by Sunday as well. The 16-year playoff drought was the longest in NBA history. During this stretch, 12 head coaches, 12. They passed on Curry, Thompson, Kawhi, Booker, Freak, Bam, Luka, and Trey Young. Oh, it's, we've done that before on this show. Yep. When you go back and look at the last probably 15, 20 years, at the players they took right away in the first round, and then either the guy who went next or a couple of picks after their pick, it's just if you're Kings, and, you, and they they know all about this, obviously. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. just they start shedding tears. The Bagley. You could, I mean, it's like it's like the T-Wolves. They twice passed on Curry. Here you could have had Young or Luka, and you went, you, you went Bagley. Bagley. Over both of them. Mm-hmm. How bad that was. Right. Uh, do you know who has the longest playoff drought now? Can I say it? Do you know the answer? I do, no, yes. You do know the answer. I do know oh, the okay. answer, yeah. Uh, you can tweet it. Tweet at me, at Paulie Howard with a Y. If you get this right, first person to get in, I'll buy you drinks when you come down here. Uh, Ooh, this has uh, Bears-Vikings written all over can we it. Can we notice? No, it's easy. No. <laughs> yeah, give me notice. Uh, DM me, tweet at me, at Paulie Howard. Who has the longest playoff drought now for major sports? At Paulie Howard with a Y, tweet at me. Okay, First so then we have to wait to pay this off? Get that. Can we can we say it on the air in the next five minutes? Yes, we can. Okay, we'll pay that off then. But uh, some of these are surprising, though. Uh-huh. Behind the list. Angels, nine years. Uh, that makes sense. Tigers, nine years. Tigers. Buffalo Sabres, 11 years. Wow. It's then, tough to go that long in the NHL, though, making the playoffs. I know. I couldn't oh, believe oh, it. Oh, right. Oh, oh. Plus, you've had numerous uh, top five picks. And you, yeah. had, you had Eichel. Yeah. Had. Keyword. Right. Uh, that is... 12 coaches in 16 years. Can you believe they it? They just completely I know. blew it every year. They did right. And it started with the Maloofs, what they were doing and they ran and did a horrible job because you were going you were going to the playoffs and you were a contender every year with Adelman. And then they got rid of Adelman and they were just changing guys every year. Yeah. I mean they were Musselman, Reggie Theus, Smart was in there. Uh Who was the guy in Memphis? Who was pretty good? I'm blanking on uh, his Jaeger? name. Yes, he was good too. I mean, yeah. th- these guys were like the expectations got out of control. Well, the ownership and, and suddenly, just... like around five hundred wasn't good enough. Yeah. And right. Uh, owner... By the way, I, I I'm old enough to remember when this team was super exciting. Yeah, that's true. 16, 20 years ago. Yeah, that is true. They were awesome to that watch. I couldn't get enough of them. You got it. All right, opening day, cool stuff up at Bet Rivers. How many home runs today? That house special is up, and will the Yankees, Mets, Angels, and Dodgers all win? That's a house special as well. And you can win up to 10000 in bonus money by playing their squares. Place a qualifying bet. Get a bonus square. If your numbers match, you win. Restrictions on qualifying wagers, bonuses, and credit use. Full terms and conditions available. BetRiversSquares.com. We can pay it off. You know the answer. Longest drought. I do. Go ahead. It's the uh, New York Jets. Can you believe that? The Jets. 12 years. They haven't been to the playoffs. That's how long it goes with Mark I, Sanchez. I can't believe Oh, it. my God. We are getting so old. I know. Ah. Uh, All right, up next, we'll uh, run down other happenings uh, from last night in the sports betting world. Win some, lose some. Paulie has all the numbers for you here on Follow the Money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with CallShe. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to CallShe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Longest winning streak of the season in Major League Baseball. Division leaders at the end of April. Total home runs on opening day. It's all up. Great house specials at Bet Rivers. Full menu. And uh, the place to be with $10,000 in bonus money going out by playing their squares. Place a qualifying bet. Get a bonus square. If your numbers match, you win. Full terms and conditions available. BetRiversquares.com. All right. We were on break with the Premier League. It's always good to catch up with the go to tennis and soccer. Nigel Seeley with Bet Rivers and at Seeley underscore Nigel on Twitter. We'll get some uh, Premier League picks. Only a couple months left in the season. The relegation battle is nuts. And I, I mean, I'd love to trade places with you. I mean, you go to Dubai. Now you're in Miami. I'm a little concerned. You tweeted, uh, is it okay to get a bottle of wine if it's just yourself? I think it's a cry for help. But in any event, you're at a restaurant in Miami and you're, you're by Drake and 50 Cent. Yeah, I didn't recognize them. They recognized me. <laughs> they, they, they asked me if, if I could say uh, hi to them on following the money on Thursday. I said, sure, no problem, Drake. I'll do that for you. No problem whatsoever. <laughs> no, it was um, – I mean, he – well, listen, the one thing I, I – if I didn't get anywhere near him, he was on the other side of the restaurant. There was a big entourage of people. Uh-huh. Uh, but one, if I if I did if I did get on with him, I'd, I would educate him a bit more about his betting because he's useless at it. He's better, he should stick to singing songs rather than betting because he's useless at the, at the betting game. Apparently. But uh, I must admit, he sings – better than I do and I and I, I bet winners more than he does so uh, that, that's the difference between the two of us but no it's yeah it was it was a surreal experience I lost my mobile phone on day one uh, my phone was left on a, on a bar oh. stolen I had sort of a nightmare and then it, it ended my last night in, in in the bar with with Drake it was there, it was there to celebrate 50 cents birthday I think it was oh was it okay I and there's so, the photo yeah. yeah good job by the crew Drake hanging out with 50 cent did was, you was the restaurant good yeah do you know what, Mitch? It was good, but it wasn't worth the money that I paid for it. No, it was it was it was well over its price. The bottle of wine which I ordered was 120 bucks. That was a bottle of wine, which was a standard like bottle of wine, yeah, it's, which, yeah. uh, which 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 would probably pay about 30 pounds or 40 dollars in English money. But yeah. uh, right. it was a nice place, good setting on the beach, in a really nice hotel, nice setting. But it was it, it was like, it wasn't massively extravagant, and I was surprised that they you know it was frequented by the likes of Drake. Yeah, excellent. All right, my friend. Let's start with the big one Saturday: Man City against Liverpool. And as I, what do I, what do I expect here? What am I going to get out of Liverpool? I mean, they were they they beat Man U seven nil. They blew a two goal lead and were drubbed at home against Real Madrid. They had a draw against Palace and they lost to Bournemouth. I don't know what. What do you expect Saturday in the in the big one or with Man City and Liverpool? I, I really, I'm, I'm totally agreeing with what you are, you guys are. I mean, it's it's very, very difficult one to call. Uh, it's an absolutely huge match for Manchester City. You would expect Guardiola to go very, very strong, and you expect Liverpool, who have given Man City problems over the years, to uh, to keep trying to give them problems again. Um, Liverpool seem to be a side that raised their game against the bigger sides, and obviously, that when they're at home, they they're a side that I'd want to be with much more than on the road. Their road form this season is absolutely dreadful. You know that win against um, Manchester United was at home. You know, look, look at their road form; it's terrible. They, they don't score many goals. They lose a lot of games, so that obviously gives the incentive to Manchester City and Manchester City are the worthy favourites. Uh, would I bet Man City at the prices about minus one fifty? I certainly wouldn't, because as I said there, Liverpool have given Manchester City and Klopp certainly has given Guardiola problems over the years. The way the Liverpool play the high press really does sort of pro- cause problems for Manchester City. Uh, last year, last season in the Premier League, Man City won this game three two. 
the year before it was a 2-2 draw and the year before that it was 1-1. Uh, the common theme here is goals. If you look at the, the stats between these two sides, if you go back for the last nine matches, eight of them have seen both teams to score. The overs has cashed in eight of the, uh, seven of the last eight. Um, with Haaland in the side as well, uh, Liverpool defence is not great, but we all know that they've got the, the pace of Salah on the break. If you were looking for a neutral play here and looking for some value, I think you're going to have to play the goals. I think over two and a half goals would yeah. be the bet. And I think both teams will score, will score. But again, that's very low. You're not going to get much money for your money. Man City do concede a lot this season, but they score an awful lot as well. So I think from the neutral perspective, we've got to play for the goals. Uh, but for me, I think it's a watching brief. I, I really want Manchester City to win it because I want Arsenal to be tested and see what they've really got. Uh, I want this to go all the way down to the wire. Right. I want Man City to keep coming strong because I don't want Man City to drop points and Arsenal just win it because they've got the points in the bag. I want to see this young side if they've got it as champions. So for me, I'd like to see Man City win. I expect them to win probably about 3-2, 2-2, 2-1, something like that. Look for Man City, but goals definitely on the menu. All right, and what do you expect Saturday out of Arsenal against Leeds? Uh, I'm seeing Arsenal $1.70, $1.80 to win the Premier League now as uh, they're back against Leeds Saturday. I'm actually going to this game. Okay. I'm going to be at the Emirates' game. So it's my it's my son's 18th birthday. So last week, so we're going to the Arsenal, and then we're going to watch the Championship boxing fight. Anthony Joshua in the evening. So we've got a good that good night plan for Saturday. Um, the one thing with Arsenal this season is they concede an awful lot of goals at home. They've only lost one game in the Premier League at home, but they've won 11. And in the 11 wins they've had in the Premier League, they've conceded in nine games. So that is shows you what kind of style of football that Arsenal are playing at the moment at home. They're very entertaining, very attack-minded, but they do concede goals. They conceded nine times. So, in their wins, eleven of Arsenal, eleven wins at Arsenal this season uh, for Arsenal at home. Nine of them they've won, but they've conceded as well. So, I, I think there's goals in this game. I mean, if you look at Arsenal this season in, in all co- all competitions in the Premier League, in fourteen at home, and they've only kept the clean sheet in three games. So there's 11 games they've conceded in the Premier League. That's including draws as well as uh, defeats as well. So they do concede goals. And Leeds now have a new manager, Javier Grazia, has come into, into the club. Uh, his last, he's been in charge for two games. One of them was a 2-2 draw. The other one was a 4-2 win on the road at Wolves. He's a lot more attack-minded than uh, the previous manager, Jesse Marsh. I think Leeds know they have to, the relegation battle, and I think the only way they can stay up is be, by being attack minded and go at it because they they sit back and defend. They're not good enough. They're a very good footballing side leads and they have to play, play off the front foot. So I would think goals would be the, the call here. Both teams to score, yes, for me. I would expect Arsenal to win. If you want to look for a same game par, uh, parlay, Arsenal to win and both teams to score. But I think if you just want to play safe, both teams to score, even money would be the bet. Okay. Two more picks coming up. Uh, you have a. A nice ticket here on Crystal Palace to be relegated, as they have all kinds of issues. You want to oppose Palace and go with Leicester City. Uh, the last 11 matches, Palace has four goals. Yeah, and that's the main reason why, because Crystal Palace are the lowest scorers in the Premier League, and uh, Leicester are the fifth highest scorers in the Premier League. When you consider their lowly league position, only Arsenal, Manchester City, Tottenham and Brighton have scored more goals in the Premier League than Leicester. They're the highest road scorers in the bottom half of the table. They have a world-class player in James Madison, who was exceptional for England in midweek. Uh, Everyone's talking about him as a potential move for Arsenal and other big clubs in the summer. Uh, both of these sides are the two out-of-form teams in the English Premier League. Leicester haven't won in six, and Palace have no wins in thirteen. Uh, in six of their last uh, seven, sorry, five of their last six, Crystal Palace they failed to score. And I just think that goal, that extra goal threat that Leicester has, is, is hints hint it to, to pushes it to their favour. So I like Leicester here on the draw, no bet again with the push at minus one twenty-five. My only negative for that is that Crystal Palace sacked their manager uh, after we spoke two weeks ago. I said I thought I thought that he'd lost the dressing room. Right. It, 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 they sacked him an hour after we spoke about it. <laughs> they brought back Roy Hodgson, uh, who's I think he's about coming up to 77, 78, something like that. He's the, old, be the oldest manager in the English Premier League. Um, but he's very negative. So I think he might look at this and think to himself, you know what, a nil-nil draw, let's, just, let's take a point. I think there's going to be a lot of close games in the Premier League this week with teams at the bottom playing each other. So I'll be slightly concerned there's a new manager in town. But I think that's why I want to go with Leicester on the draw, no bet, rather than take Leicester on the money line to have that insurance that if it is a draw, we get the money back. 
Okay. Quickly, why do you like Bournemouth? Near the second worst club taking on uh, Fulham. I tell you why I like Bournemouth. Uh, I think Bournemouth are very good at home. Their recent form at home is good. They beat Liverpool. Prior to that, I think they've only lost once in their last four matches. Fulham on their metrics and Fulham on their performances are a side that are in decline. They've got nothing to play for in the Premier League. They, they're they already safe. They can't get in European football. They're not going to get relegated. And certainly in the last sort of 10 games of the season, you'll see teams like this, their performance levels drop. What are the Fulham going to finish? They're going to finish ninth. They're going to finish 10th around that position. They have nothing to play for. Bournemouth have everything to play for. And the other reason I quite like, uh, I like uh, Bournemouth here is because Fulham have got had two players sent off in their last match, Mitrovic and William, who are their best two players. Mitrovic is their top goal scorer. William is their uh, midfield talisman. Both of them are suspended for this game. And the manager is also not in the dugout as well. Marco Silva, he was sent off as well. So they're out the best two players and their manager. And Bournemouth need the points and Fulham don't. All right, mate. Awesome as always. Best of luck this week. Thank you for the time. Take care. Have a good there one. There you go. Follow him on Twitter. Man. He's at Sealy underscore Nigel. He started at the bottom. Now he's here. There you go. Uh, well well done. Uh, we're getting a reaction on Twitter from people in the Boston area. Okay. Cold today. Yeah. Uh, wind chill around 30. Wind is absolutely whipping around. Oh. So, okay. yeah, something you got to keep Thank in you. mind. Um, up next, more Major League Baseball. The White Sox have been really, really good against lefties over the years. They're facing, well, one guy who's about as good as it gets as a lefty. How have they done against him? We'll tell you coming up next. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Great house specials and menu up for baseball and opening day. How many home runs will we have today? Also, will the Two New York teams and the Angels and Dodgers win. It's all up there at Bet Rivers. You can also win up to ten thousand in bonus money by playing their squares. Place a qualifying bet, get a bonus square. If your numbers match, you win. Full terms and conditions available. BetRiversSquares.com. Here we go. College basketball and the Final Four, Paulie. You know, a year from now, our next guest is going to be taking over and calling the Final Four. How cool is that? Ian Eagle. Joins the program now. He will be taking over for Jim Nance, who's been doing it for a long, long time. And Nance has been great at it. But uh, a year from now, Ian, do you think you're going to be getting sleep the night before the Final Four? <laughs> I don't know. I have thought about that. I I was uh, falling asleep last night after Nets Rockets and thinking, all right, a year from now, what what's the deal? Do I Do I just go to Glendale, Arizona and just spend the entire week there? Do I follow the same routine? These are legitimate questions that I cannot answer today, Mitch and Pauly. Yeah. Well, cause how many games on average, like across all, are you calling like across the country on a, uh, a weekly basis with the Nets, obviously, and everything else that you do? Yeah, I'm in that four to five games a week between NBA local, NBA national, and then college basketball. So when the tournament hits, you put the NBA off to the side basically for two weeks, unless I can squeeze one in in between the first and second week. And then you just start juggling from, from site to site. If indeed next year there's a game that could be done in between the regional round and, and the final four, I, I still may do it. Mm. I, I still like doing games. I mean, that's sure. a big part of it is I just, I enjoy it. I enjoy going to the arena. I enjoy the prep. I enjoy the actual game itself. That's, that's part of the, the whole passion for, for doing this in the first place. Absolutely. Uh, good for you. And uh, what a thrill it must be. Uh, and Nance said it's your time that you're taking over. You've also been in the zone for like five years. I mean, a couple of years ago, you got you the first ever triple spillage of your career what happened there was a double wedgie and i'll tell you you're popular if if you drop another boom goes the dynamite next year at the final four there's no telling the popularity of of iron eagle yeah no that's all i need just quote nelly at the final four and then everything changes worlds collide If if i can get a cisco song on the air then uh, we know it's complete Yes, yes. How do you how do you feel about this Final Four? And do you think this could I, be how it how we with with NIL, the transfer portal, and everyone on television? Is this maybe what we, we see on a regular basis where one seeds don't make it? Yeah, I like it. Uh, I know that there's the traditional point of view. You got to have the big names. That's the only way to to drive people to the event. 
I think we're entering a, a new chapter in college basketball, the parody that we've talked about in the past, because that word has come up. It's not as if this is a new word in college basketball. Mm-hmm. I just think it's here to stay. I, I think the, the separation is minimal. And then the other part is just the eye test. If you knew nothing, if you didn't know who was who, what team was representing what conference, and you just watched FAU against Tennessee or FAU against Kansas State, you wouldn't know who's coming from the major yes, conference, who's coming from Conference USA. I test it. You say, oh, wow, those guys look like a really connected chemistry-filled group, that would be FAU, and they're in the Final Four. There's a reason why they've gone 35-3. and This is a legit team. This is not a fluke. This is not one of those, well, you know, they're going to get there, and and the lights are too big. They belong there, and they're playing a San Diego State team that I saw firsthand last weekend in Louisville. They play just stifling defense. So now you're talking about a team that can score 78 points per game, FAU, and a team that can stop you like maybe no other team in the country, top three in defensive efficiency. I think it's a really fun matchup. One of those two teams is going to play for a national championship. Yeah, yeah. and and there's at least a decent chance, and I, this is what I'm hoping for, that we have to either call San Diego State or Florida Atlantic defending champs going into the year next year. That, to me, would just blow my mind. <laughs> uh, You know, it's so funny when you allow your mind to go there, like the what ifs, Mm -hmm. what if this team were to win? And it's then very funny how the narrative fits a year later. You look back and you say, uh, this wasn't that big of a shock. If you really break it down, the team, uh, they grew up together. There's going to be so many stories behind the scenes as to how they got to that plateau that it begins to dull those feelings that you had the year before of, wait, who are these guys? Where'd they come from? That's the great part about the tournament. There are names that you really knew nothing about, and now you're talking about them as if you're an expert. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, Vladislav Golden. Yeah, yeah, I've been on that for for five years. I was cracking him coming out of Russia. Like, no, I didn't know anything about this dude. And then you see him on television in the first couple of rounds, like, man, he, he's a monster. Yeah. Do you expect do you expect low scoring games Saturday? And is is that real with the bad shooting background with the cavernous backgrounds in the tough backgrounds in the arena? And also, if, is there something too with the slick basketballs and too much air? Yeah, I, there might be something to it. Just talking to people around the tournament through the first uh, couple of weekends, I do think there there is some connection there that whether it's gotten inside players' heads or it's been talked about so much, so it, it has become a factor for them mentally. I'm not sure, but the shooting numbers are down through the first weekend of the tournament. It was the worst three-point shooting numbers in tournament history. As far yeah. as uh, what you're alluding to and uh, going to these cavernous stadiums, mm-hmm. it is different. And you know, it's weird this is you know, an inside baseball thing, but from a broadcast standpoint, I remember I did the world feed for Butler and Duke. So that was the first final four that I'd ever called in any capacity. And we get in there. It was in Indianapolis at the Colts stadium. It was called something different back then. And we sit down, I was working with Pete Gillen and we sit down to do the game. And I realized, Oh, Whoa, the, the floor is above me. It's not, it's not me looking down on the floor. Like I do for every other basketball game throughout the year, you're looking up at the floor and your perspective is different. And for the players, obviously the shooting background is different. The fans are away from you. They're not on top of you. And it it is a a bit of an adjustment period of getting used to your surroundings. I can see how some guys could have a moment there where it just doesn't feel right. Guys that are great shooters that are used to a certain vibe and a certain routine and how they do it. Uh, there, there definitely is a moment where you got to kind of take a step back and realize, all right, this is going to be different, accept it, and just embrace it. Very good perspective there. It's Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Our guest, Ian Eagle, tremendous play-by-play guy. He'll be on the Final Four next year. He's been calling the tournament uh, up to this point. You and Sparnarko, your sense of humor, too, the way it comes across in the broadcast, to me, it's just it's perfect. And your chemistry with uh, Jim Sparnarko is also, like, A+. Plus. You, you can't fake chemistry. Like, that's tough to find. No. 
going back, like in your early years of calling games, and I'm not asking you to name names here, but did you ever work with an analyst where it's like, oh boy, this guy's a drip, and uh, the chemistry wasn't there, and you, you knew going in the broadcast was going to be pulling teeth? Yes. Uh, to answer your question, yes, oh, it, it has happened. I've had 146 different analysts. I just <laughs> looked at the list because I hadn't added Jay Wright. Years ago, I went to lunch. I think it was my second year doing the Nets. I went to lunch in Milwaukee with Bill Raftery, and he and I sit down, and we're talking about a bunch of stuff. And I just said to him, I was like, Bill, how many different broadcast partners have you had? He goes, that's a good question, Bird. And he starts <laughs> on a napkin jotting down names. And now he wants me to help him. Well, who else would I have worked with? <laughs> no, no. The question was for you, not for me. So we got to about 50 different names, and then we just gave up. And he threw the napkin away. That was the end of it. But it struck me in the moment that I should probably keep a list if I start doing a bunch of different stuff. So this was 1996, and I just started keeping a list. So Jay Wright, I did a game with him and Raph during the regular season, Kansas and TCU. Big win for TCU, by the way. That was Mm -hmm. uh, Jamie Dixon going into Lawrence and getting a W. And I have worked with a bunch of different people. And to answer your question, yes, there have been either – one broadcast or seasons where uh, I knew that it was just going to be a different vibe. And that's fine. It's your job as a play-by-play announcer to adjust. But look, just like you guys, if you're friends, if you have a legitimate relationship, if it's organic, then the stuff that happens on the air for you doesn't seem like it's anything out of the ordinary. It's just your everyday back and forth. And Jim and I have known each other since 1994 we're coming up on 30 years of friendship yep. so whatever you hear on the air is real that's awesome great job we love talking to you yep. congratulations awesome as always thank yep. you so much Ditto. all right guys talk soon yep okay. get him. there you go the great iron eagle up next mike palm vp circa resort and casino he'll join us in studio they have high liability on the hurricanes winning the championship when did that start There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the money. That's what I always say. 
say, you always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. It's good to have you on board. Mitch Moss, Paulie Howard, live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. It is Thursdays with the Maestro here. Mike Palm joins us uh, for the next full hour, and we are loaded to the gills with a zillion things to throw at him. He is the VP of Circa Resort and Casino, the Golden Gate, and the D in downtown Las Vegas. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, Mitch. Good morning, Paul. Hey, Mike. Good morning, Concord, Massachusetts, whose native son, Tom Glavin's 305 wins. Rank 21st all-time in Major League Baseball history and all our loyal Nesson viewers. Good morning, Van Meter, Iowa. Hometown of Rapid Robert Feller, the heater from Van Meter, whose 266 wins rank 37th all-time in Major League Baseball. Peekaboo Marquis, we see you. Good morning, Chatham, Ontario, Canada, whose Ferguson's Jenkins, 284 victories, ranked 29th all-time in Major League Baseball. Oh, Canada, everyone watching on Rogers Sportsnet. Factoryville, Pennsylvania, Christy Mathewson's birthplace, tied for third all-time with 373 wins, AT&T, everyone, good morning. And Fresno, California, whose native son, Tom Seaver, 311 wins, ranked 18th all-time, Sunrise over Spectrum. Oh, well, there Beautiful. you go. That's it. The show's over. That's it. There you go. The whole send-up. Terrific yeah. show so far. Good. Nigel back. We're off the international sure. break. Spinarco's yep. partner was great. Yep. <laughs> right. This show. Yep. His well, son's the star. Ryan Eagle's son. Oh, Noah. Yeah. At that age, sure. Noah. Yeah. At that Little age, bird. doing yeah. what he's doing? So we'll get into baseball here coming up, obviously, with this being opening day. Circa's got a huge Mitch, day it's never happened here, in our lifetime. That all Major League Baseball teams played on opening day. You realize that, right? Uh, it's a full slate. I like what they're doing. 1968 was the last time it happened. This is the right? first time in our lifetime. Mm. And okay. we're going to celebrate it today. Big. Yeah, you guys are going to go Big. nuts here. Yes. Okay, so before we do baseball, we just talked to Spinarkel's partner, yeah. otherwise known as Ian Eagle, uh, about the Final Four. You've told us now for a while that you have high liability on the Miami Hurricanes to win this entire thing. When did that start? And when did it stop, or has it not stopped yet? Well, you know, it stopped. It, it, it's not just us. It's every bookmaker every book. I talked to. Every book. Miami was in the top five of their liability, if not the top two, because it got hit preseason at 200-1 to 1 before, you know, Larinaga put this team together in the age mm. of NIL. Uh, and then it got bet down, you know, preseason to, you know, 40-1 to 1 and then 35-1. to 1. In the tournament, it's been a mixed bag to your question that you sent me. You know, <clears throat> we... Um, we needed them in the opening game. The public was uh, the public was on Drake. We needed Houston. Um, the money was on Miami in that game. Um, it, it wasn't a huge decision against against Texas. So they're still out there with our liability. UCLA was the big one. UCLA is was two and a half x what Miami oh, or, Houston, wow. or Houston were. Um, so getting UCLA out. Uh, was a key factor. And then UConn has been building as the tournament went okay. on with the future bets on UConn. Well, well the other thing, though, too, yeah. I, your colleague, Ben Fowkes, I mean, he, I think he had the tweet about the $3,000 bet here on Miami 100-1. to I think Ben had it. But, I mean, that is, that, congratulations to take that. You took that bet, but someone put 3000 down on a future on Miami months ago at 100-1. to Col Colleague is an interesting word there. But, yes, we do take those kind of future bets. And, uh, you know, I, I there was several people that went around to different spots uh, and had Miami. So the yeah. this group was ahead of uh, the bookmakers in terms of okay. that. So then in terms of, and I know people are going to be, and I've heard it all week long, this Final Four stinks. I mean, these, like, come on, please. I mean, this is, I think it's awesome. What The betting handle, though, mm -hmm. the popularity here when it comes to, you know, Nevada and across the country, what do you think the betting handle is going to look like at Circa compared to last year when it could not have been any bluer than what, what it was with Duke and Carolina and it, Villanova and Kansas. It'll be interesting because the one seeds were out early here, Mitch, but yet from the first four through the end of the Elite Eight, 2023's handle is up exactly 5% on the NCAA tournament compared to 2022. So does it does it come down a little bit because it isn't the marquee names? I don't know. It's basketball, you know, and you got a, a two-point spread and a Five, five and a half point spread. So I still think people are going to be very interested here. Um, you know, you've got San Diego State, so you've got some flavor from the West. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, you will, we'll see. Not, not other big national brands are 
people that would drive to the book, but I mean, it's still remember, it's 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 about people betting at home on their apps is the majority of it. How do you think the handle for the Final Four will look compared to, let's say, opening day today? Uh, you know what I'm really interested in is the percentage of right we do on yes, no run in the first inning. I just think this thing yeah. is just going to explode. You know, the first 10 was the biggest bet in the uh -huh. in the tournament, oh. your first to 10. So this yes, no first inning, it, it, the instant gratification culture that we have it's going to take off. We'll do a great handle today. And there's tremendous pitching matchups today, too, right? It's the best day of pitching matchups you could argue all year when you get all your aces out there. Has that been the case? Because I remember mm -hmm. talking to Derek and you, the, the playoffs, it was enormous. They couldn't get enough of that prop in the playoffs. That's why I'm saying the momentum is just going to carry okay. into this year now that we saw it take off. And I think people are going to bet it on a regular basis. You know, and they'll always look to take the, the, the better price. So you're, you're mm -hmm. going to mostly want no's. <clears throat> Interesting. I saw, this is from a professional sports better on Twitter, that if you're betting the no, basically, uh, he posted it last year. The run scored in the first inning, betting the no, uh, basically $100 bet, how much money you'd be down betting the no compared to the yes. So the no mm. is not the way to go. Mm. It's the yes at plus money is the way that you're going to want to approach betting the this angle here, where are we going to get a run? So I think it's like, if you're betting 100 bucks, he pointed it out, you're down like $200,000 betting the no. That was last year, or it how was, uh, long 20, does this go back? 2021. And what are you up betting the yes? Uh, I'd have to dive into his Google Doc that Even he sent out. Pretty, pretty big splits on that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah. That's <laughs> wild. Um, we're both thinking the Dodgers are going to go under their win total this year. Um, I was listening to you okay. in the last hour driving in, and, you know, Mackin and ranking them the number one rotation is as curious as his answer about Tate George. I mean, I, I don't get it. I've got him ninth. I rank the Dodgers starting rotation ninth, and I'll tell okay. you the eight other teams I think are okay, better. Okay, good. Excellent. Astros, yeah. Mariners, Rangers, Guardians, White Sox, Braves, Phillies, Yankees. I all have better than the Dodgers. You'd have the Guardians even with the McKenzie injury. Yes, yeah, I mean, think about... He who, gets more out of his pitchers. Oh, he's awesome. It's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. I've been yeah. talking about Cal Quantrill for four years. Yeah. You know, Cal Quantrill's going to be a solid number four for them. Um, Did you say Mets? You didn't say Mets. I didn't say Mets. Why didn't you say Mets? The Mets have a better rotation than the Dodgers. Well, there, it's... A, you... Come on. Senga? Verlander? Scherzer? You're big on Senga? I guess you're big on Senga. I mean, that, where do you go after the first two? Quintana. I mean, this is an ARP rotation. This is a... I, I will see. We'll see. If they have an injury? If they have an injury to the top two? I think they're done with the Diaz deal anyhow. I mean, I bet the Braves to win the division after the Diaz injury. I think you have to. Now, he, he asked me this earlier. He's like, are they going to go over again this year? Are they going to win that many games? 97, 96? Aren't they... It's a, they're the most. I think they're the, like the highest total, aren't they? Weren't, didn't the Braves yes, yeah, yeah, even yeah, higher yeah. than the Astros and the yeah, Dodgers? Yeah. Um, but look at that rotation too, and they're all young guys. That's the thing about the Braves; they're all young guys in this rotation. I mean, okay, so you're not even talking. We, we, we don't even talk about Soroka. I mean, can he bounce back? Kyle Wright won twenty games. Yep. Nobody's talking about that. How good are Strider and Freed? You still got Morton. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I like him to win it. I don't want to bet him over 95 and a half. I think that's aggressive. I don't. I only made two win bets, and they're both overs. I bet the Cubs over 77, and I bet the Rangers over 80 and a half. If they get any kind of hitting from the back end of that lineup, and I don't think we're talking about Bruce Bochy enough and what he means to yeah. that team. That rotation is could be unbelievable. It is good. If the Grom can stay healthy. That's right. thing. Like yes. How many innings yes. can you bank on him this year? That's the total unknown, yeah. right? Yeah, that's a big unknown. But how about if Martin Perez is even close to what no he was kidding. last yeah. year? No kidding. Yeah. He's the three. He might have been yep. the best ROI. He's got to been a top three he ROI was. pitcher last year, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And if Haney's my five, okay, I'm, I'm solid <laughs> with that. And if I get enough yeah. offense. So so you're going with the pitching standpoint. So right. we, we were down on the Dodgers lineup. Well, so here's what I said. You got to be I, on And I, I was on with Matt Eumanns and Wes Reynolds Tuesday just to talk baseball for 30 minutes. I said, when I look at the Dodgers' opening day lineup and Trace Thompson is in it, how can you think they're winning 95 games? 95. I mean, just by default, we're going to slap a 95 on yeah. that team because of what they're, what they're called. I bet the Padres. Here's what I bet. Blue Jays 2-1 to one to win the East. 
Braves minus 105, Padres plus 125, Astros minus 170, Cards minus 120. I made five division bets. Okay. Yeah. I like and the card two bets. Cy Young bets. Okay, we'll get to those in a second. Okay. Do you ever parlay division bets? Yeah, I love to. So do I. That's what I did last year, remember? Yeah. I did Dodgers, Astros, Brewers, and then got off them with the, with the with Cardinals, Cardinals bet midseason, still made money. Yep. I, a little late. If I'd have done it like two weeks earlier, I could have made more. Paulie and I said this earlier on. If the Padres don't win their division this year, it's a disappointing year. Oh, I absolutely agree with that. I think they, sh- they should be minus 130, not plus 130 mm-hmm. to win this division. Humans had a good point. They exercise the demons. No more intimidation. Yeah. They beat no them more in the playoffs. No more little brother stuff. They know they're better and they can beat them. Yes. Yep. After what happened. They can trot that lineup out there yeah. every single day and then they're going to get Tatis. Tatis has a hard time fitting into that lineup. I know. Where do you put him? I don't even know. What, what, what would you do with that I don't guy? put him in the infield because I, I think he makes you much worse. You try to hide him in right field and hope he doesn't drop too many fly balls. <laughs> where, where do you put him in the lineup? <laughs> Just by default, you're going to pl- plug him at the uh, leadoff spot? <sighs> and move Bogarts to where? Bat him fifth? I don't know. Maybe. That's, Maybe you hit Tatis down in the lineup. Maybe you hit him sixth. That's something that you could do. Could you do could. The, could the versatility there yeah. that Melvin has to work yeah. with is really something else. I feel else. bad for the kid profile. I like that yeah. kid a lot. He's a hard, and now you get sent to exile in Colorado. Tough break. Yeah. Tough break. Yeah. We'll continue talking about it with opening day here. It's Follow the Money on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Mike Palmer, our guest, VP of Circa Resort and Casino. What kind of better is diving into Major League Baseball futures and uh, overall with opening day in the public as well as we get, as he just said, first day, like basically since the 60s, where we have all these teams playing at the same time. That's coming up here on VSIN. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.